Some topics just keep coming back and back, but at least they have new twists and turns. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm here with co-host Sarah Lohman and contributor Andrew Crawley from the TheList.Vegas, and we're going to talk about the school board infighting over Jara's termination, Mayor Goodman talking crap about the A's, and that dude on the sphere. What the F, man? It's Friday, February 9th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Sarah, Andrew, welcome to the Friday News Roundup. Good, Good morning. morning. Oh, well, I'm going to admit, on Wednesday night, I stayed probably a little too long on the YouTube watching the school board meeting, which no one should do. I don't recommend that. But the results of that. Yeah, right. The results of the Clark County School District board meeting. um, Wild. Sarah, can you explain that one? Oh, (laughs) that was such a long sigh. I don't know if it's wild. I'm so sick of this story, David. I have to admit it. So, yeah, here's the deal. So as we sort of covered a little bit last week, but definitely Scott's been on it in the newsletter, Jara has offered to resign from uh, superintendent of the Clark County School Districts. But he says he will graciously resign as long as he gets a year of pay and severance, which is $400,000. And he wants to be paid out for his sick days and vacation days and other bonuses. So that's another hundred grand. So in total, for the pleasure of his resignation, he's asking for $500,000. So Wednesday night, the trustees of the CCSD voted on his proposal and they said, no, thank you. They said, we accept your resignation, but we're not going to pay you $500,000, you know, that money can be can go to such better things. So at this point, they then went into private chambers. That was a public vote. They went to private chambers and voted again and basically said, we accept your resignation, but their legal team is talking to Jara's legal team to come up with different terms. And that seems to be where we have left it. Okay. There's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the one thing that everyone, including Jara, are on the same page about is that for the betterment of the school district and presumably the children's, but also probably the faculty, uh, Jara's time has come to an end. It's just how do we get rid of him? And I guess there's a bunch of different options. They could just fire him for cause if they could come up with cause. They could buy out his entire contract, which is a couple of years, or this kind of compromise, which failed in a very close vote. I think it was 4-3. It was 4-3, yes. Yeah. and But then they came back 5-2 saying, okay, we'll accept the resignation, but <laughs> we we want to go back and negotiate how much he gets. But um, as you saw, the crowd cheered when the no vote came in. So public opinion seems to be with like, let's get rid of him and not give him what he's asking for. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering, though, if like this doesn't work out in the negotiation phase, Mm -hmm. like they can't sort of chisel him down to a a more reasonable number in their mind. Uh, I think one public commentator actually pointed out that entering into litigation with Jara, because he's all lawyered up, uh, Mm -hmm. could cost the district way more than half a million dollars. I, I don't know. Andrew, who's right? Did the board make the right decision? I mean, seeing how these things have played out in the past and seeing how, yeah, how juicily lawyered up, um, you know, figures at these high 
administrative and executive posts can get. I feel like $500,000 buyout is is kind of like the cheap option if things go nuclear and both sides go to war. Um, so it's really unfortunate. I think, you know, there needs to be a broader conversation about maybe like restructuring how these contracts are entered into. And another thing is it just highlights to be the wild disparity between the pay levels that, that uh, are going on between school executives and administrators and the teachers, right? People are saying, think of the children. I'm like, think of the teachers. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? Dave, I know you're waiting for my strong opinions, but I'm just like, oh, my God, this is just like some high, literally some like high school drama happening in here. I mean, there's also the fact that, you know, what they're looking at right now is appointing his second in command. And it seems like a lot of people don't feel like that's going to be any better or any different. Like it's it's just a mess. And there's been so many frustrating issues with CCSD. And it's just like all about like, let's take good care of our teachers so that they can take good care of our kids. And it feels like the whole system might need an overhaul. But I'm not an expert. I'm an expert in many things, David, but not this. And so it feels like well, very I don't, overwhelming. I don't, I don't think that the people elected to be trustees are particularly experts mm-hmm. in any of this either, listening mm-hmm. to their back and forth, including new members who were appointed via the legislative edict uh, who are non-voting, who had some very salient points like, can't we negotiate better? And, you know, mm-hmm. what was this process? And is it being transparent? And why is the Speaker of the House having private meetings with y'all? And so there's a lot of palace intrigue here. But also, let's mm-hmm. not forget, this isn't taking place in a vacuum. And as some people in the public pointed out, the Clark County School District Administration is under investigation now, yeah. apparently, for the use of public funds to send administrators to other cities, usually resort cities, to try to recruit teachers because we have a shortage and spending over $100,000 you know, uh, and, and coming I, I up with zero recruits. Like this is coming up. Yeah. OK, the zero recruits is not looking good. But this is coming out as like, ooh, they went to Hawaii and Florida. But that's actually like strategically a very good idea. Like, we have the zero a very, is bad, though, right? The zero <laughs> is bad. But like, you know, it's they were smart choices. Like we have a very large Hawaiian population. It's not, you know, crazy to think that we could recruit teachers from Hawaii to come here. And considering what's happening in terms of legislation and the Florida school systems, like I wouldn't be surprised if a Florida teacher would want to come here and have some more freedom in what they're allowed to teach in the classroom. Yeah. However, having no results, I mean, but sometimes you got to try some stuff out. I don't know, man. I don't know if, if pictures of recruiters drinking pina coladas on the beach <laughs> uh, and just having a small sign that says, ask me about being a teacher in Vegas might not be. I don't know. I'm joking, of course. I feel like that could be effective, though. <laughs> right. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, it depends Compared on who you want to attract. Doing. I mean, Andrew, do you think that maybe they should like tally up how much we spent on that and deduct that from uh, Chara's severance package? I mean, now that's that's a very reasonable uh, suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate the the clarification that, you know, that, that they're traveling to recruit in these resort cities, not taking the recruits to these resort cities to, you know, right. wine and dine them, which actually might might actually net some recruits. So maybe they should reconsider and uh, offer some perk trips to get qualified, competent teachers. Yeah, I I think that, you know, a lot of people did comment that this whole process, whatever comes out of it, and I guess it's a bit of a kick the can down the road for right now, is creating this sort of public distrust uh, Mm -hmm. in the school district. 
even the people who don't even have kids in the in the school district. Will things even change if they put someone new in there, if the system is already kind of funky? Yeah. And to be fair, I think we should point out that none of us have kids in the school district. So I think I just have a dog in this fight in terms of the general welfare of Las Vegas, which I do really think depends on the safety and education of our kids. Yeah. Andrew and I have uh, a stake as as uh, nostalgia. As products and possibly victims of the school <laughs> system here. We're survivors, so, baby. Survivors. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, the thing that, that uh, it's like, here, here's how do you, re- you recruit teachers? You just say $100,000. That, that is your base salary. There. You don't need to travel around to recruit. They will come to you, build it, and they will come. And it's just like, again, this like crazy disparity between you know, the, the pay scale is just outrageous. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people claimed, you know, on, on sort of moral grounds to love teachers and support teachers. But when it comes to actually, you know, paying them, it's still considered like a trade and not, you know, an, an art and a science and a sort of civil moral duty kind of thing. And so that's just upsetting. In a really hard job that deserves yeah. like a living wage. Right, okay, exactly. But I guess we're getting off topic a little bit. Now we're just ranting. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we really started focusing on these spicy school board meetings, but I don't know that uh, whatever the result of this particular episode is, that we're going to see all the good things that we need to see. But um, as they say, we'll see. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden-up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. All right, let's move on to another topic. Mayor Goodman is making national news, and it's the the give that keeps on giving because I, I've seen it as recently as yesterday. Uh, they're still talking about her comments about the A's. Andrew, what did Mayor Goodman, the mayor of Las Vegas, have to say? Yeah, so uh, she's in the news yet again for some spicy comments. So in an interview Tuesday with the Front Office Sports Today podcast, Mayor Carolyn Goodman turned heads with her, well, shall we say, decidedly lukewarm comments on the prospect of the Oakland A's relocating to Las Vegas in a shiny new $1.5 billion stadium on the Strip, mm. um, which wouldn't be completed till like like 2028. Now with like, there's like this, you know, deafening chorus of, of, of rabid boosterism surrounding all things pro sports in Vegas. I kind of would think that Goodman would just sort of like heartily join into the refrain, but you might say that in this case, she came up short. Stop. Mm. 
Sorry. Mm, had, to, had to get a baseball pun, pun in there. Mm. Um, so some of the things you said include there are a lot of questions about whether the stadium's going to fit, about you know how it would be situated on the site of the old uh, Tropicana Hotel Casino. And she also said, uh, I personally think the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, these comments are kind of... <laughs> rando and baffling and uh and i don't know if i have the best read on this as someone who's lacking sp- sort of sports chromosomes but i'm asking myself sort of like you know what does it all mean is this about the oakland a's is she kind of dissing it because it has nothing to do with you know her her jurisdiction and her power base it, it's a it's kind of you know, baffling comments um but i guess I, I, my my sort of beat on it is this you know the goodmans have this sort of revered tradition of of dropping nuggets of controversy off the cuff in uh, in uh, interviews and in public comments, we probably all remember Mayor Carolyn Goodman's comments in 2020. Um, in the midst of the pandemic, she's downplaying COVID, suggesting yeah. that mm-hmm. you know we need to open up Vegas and be a control group amid the pandemic mm. to see if it's really as bad as everyone oh, says. Oh, that Anderson Cooper interview, yeah, just that grilled her, grilled our hearts forever. Yeah, so you know, so. When when Goodman speaks, you know, I have to be a little bit skeptical. Um, sometimes she's sort of like this wrongheaded anti-oracle. But I, I will say this, that at least her comments about the Oakland A's offer a glimmer of something vaguely resembling skepticism about this, this phenomenon of pro sports coming into Vegas and being like this disruptive kind of vacuum inrush that is you know, mm-hmm. taking public money away from more important things. Well, and she didn't, get it, she didn't get into the public money thing, but I want to leap off that point. And, and Sarah, I mean, yeah. were the comments she made that baffling or puzzling or were they based in fact and healthy skepticism? I actually think this might be the first time that I wholeheartedly agree with Mayor Goodman in that I think she's actually reflecting public opinion. Like Las Vegas does not seem excited about the A's coming here. People don't really seem to give a shit, honestly, about mm-hmm. a baseball team that has that does not have a very good record. I'm tired of us taking things away from Oakland, poor Oakland. America right now is actually not that excited about baseball. It's losing a lot of money. The games are very long. They instituted a lot of new rules to kind of pick things up and make it more exciting. I saw a game this season and it was just kind of weird. Do you know if you go into extra innings, <laughs> they start someone on second base? Like he's already there. It feels so strange. But at the is same that true? time, I had no yes. idea. Yeah, They're just yeah. making up new rules now. Yes. Yeah, this, yes, they are. So everything, yeah. So he gets a head start if there's extra innings to try to wrap the game up faster. They time the pitch, you know, everything. They time the uh, batter warm up. But you know what? The game was still so long that I was drunk and hung over within the expanse of one <laughs> baseball game so like well, there you go yeah. that was nobody the fun. seems to want this so you know what maybe the a's should stay in oakland and i as you know i have a bet um that there will be an nba game here before we see an a's game wow well i, I just wonder why there was so much like pushback to the point that she had to walk it back a little bit well, she kind of, yeah, didn't walk it back. She kind of just restated her comments under the guise of of sort of a, a walk back. And uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I appreciate you guys, you know, sort of giving her comments and context because, yeah, and it, to me it was refreshing because it's like, thank you. Not everybody is just reflexively knee-jerk. Yes, yes, yes. To any yeah. sports that give Vegas, a, you know, a sideways glance for a minute. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad there's still some rationality out there. A lot of people pointed out that, you know, technically the A's ballpark wouldn't even be 
in the city of Las Vegas's jurisdiction. Mm. Why does the public care so much, you think? Just to make this sort of a broader question about what the mayor of Las Vegas would say about something that happens in the unincorporated county. I mean, nobody asked the mayor of Henderson what she thinks about the A's and their relocation. Why did it catch fire and why does it keep getting sort of repeated despite the fact that there is that funky jurisdictional split? I think because people agree with her. Uh, I think because most people outside of Las Vegas don't know where Las Vegas is, truly. <laughs> I think that's part of it, too. They're like, it's I think the that's whole true, thing. too. Yeah. So they think that she does have some sort of say over it. I think it's because there's this expectation of like everyone needs to be on board. You know, whether or not this is your city, you need to be on board with this. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't seem to be right. And and she certainly doesn't make that distinction when getting interviewed. I think that the mayor of Las Vegas traditionally loves the attention of being sort of the spokesperson for the whole valley, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that their actual power is somewhat limited, despite the fact that they serve on certain regional boards and things like that. But uh, I, I mean, this always drags up to me, and Andrew is a longtime Las Vegan, this sort of county Las Vegas battle over who's really more important or who's in right. charge of stuff. Does it reek of that to city. you? Are we, is this yet another uh, chapter in, in that horrible novel of these two feuding entities? Right, right. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is just media hunger for something buzzy. And Mayor Goodman has, you know, a rep for saying kind of zany things. So she's like the the planet Arrakis Dune. She's got the spice. She's got the spice. She no, surely does. And I guess most people do say mayor of Las Vegas. They think of the whole valley and all right. that stuff. But I always laugh, you know, like they they put together this very slick the city of Las Vegas put together this very slick Super Bowl welcome ad where they're all dressed up. And it's a little embarrassing. I'm just going to be honest. Ooh, I um, they're, they're all dressed up in football uniforms <laughs> and it's in slow motion. And then they have a very Tarantino shot of them walking out of City Hall in their little jerseys, welcoming mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. And at the end, the catchphrase is Super Bowl 58. It's happening here, where in reality, they should say it's happening over the the border there. <laughs> but, you know, maybe just the timing of comments about the A's during the Super Bowl being here. It's all just so indicative of the fact that Las Vegas needs to work out its shit. Maybe the rumors are true that Clark County is going to change its name to Las Vegas County and then just create probably more confusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Speaking of unincorporated county, there is a structure that people may have heard of uh, called The Sphere. And it once again made international news because there was a man on The Sphere and not a man who belonged on The Sphere. No word on whether or not The Sphere was showing the moon at the time that Mm. he was walking on it, because then, Sarah, I think there might be a song involved, which would be... Man on the Sphere. All right, so here's the controversy. (laughs) Thank you, though. Uh, Here is the controversy. Uh, A daredevil skyscraper crawler person, whatever, got somehow onto the property of the Sphere and then traversed what I would think to be a very hot, sequence of panels, you know, with those LEDs, but maybe the LEDs aren't as hot as they would be if it was neon. I'm rambling, but he winds up on top. Uh, He's got an anti-abortion message that he wants to share, I guess. Uh, He's live broadcasting. He has an entire crew of people, uh, all of whom, by the way, get arrested and charged with various offenses with high bails. At the end, they say they were trying to raise money for a homeless woman 
convincing her not to have an abortion. So convoluted. Seems like they could have just, you know, taken the bail money and given it to her. I also didn't realize that she was unhoused on top of this, too. That's what they're saying. I I mean, who follows up on any of this stuff? Allegedly. Allegedly everything. Yeah. Her name uh, or or story has not really emerged uh, outside of what they said. But, you know, uh, the first person to scale the sphere in such a fashion. I mean, these are uh, events that happen to a lot of big buildings all over the country. Las Vegas is not immune to it. In fact, this individual was arrested doing the same thing for a different cause, anti-COVID, at the ARIA a couple of years back. Uh, Clearly, this man had an agenda. Maybe he accomplished something by doing this uh, brazen feat. I mean, we are talking about it right now. Should we be? Is this a big deal? Because he's the first guy to get up on the top of the sphere and dance around? I I mean, y'all are getting a crabby version of me this morning because I am salty about every one of these headlines that we're discussing. Uh, This one especially. Yeah, we're talking about it, but I feel like the irony of this stunt is that he's pointing out exactly the flaws and the conservative way of thinking about abortion because he is scaling this fear because allegedly there is an unhoused woman who does not want an abortion but cannot afford to keep her child. And so he's out there soliciting private charitable donations Nations, which is what the conservative politicians in America say we should actually run on is private charity as opposed to government aid. Oh, but Sarah, really, go. shouldn't we be thinking about the fact that this woman is unhoused? Again, all allegedly, I have doubt she's even real. She would like to have a child but cannot afford it. So where is the government supplied free health care? Where is our national free child care? Where is a no strings attached stipend that she can spend on housing, which in Every experiment where they provide a no-strings-attached stipend, that's exactly what people do uh, for it. They pay, they pay rent or they pay a mortgage. Amen. So what, we're, what he really is asking for is long-term care for this woman, which should be provided by our government. Wow. Okay. So pro-life hey, Spider-Man, man. which is what he calls himself, you have uh, backfired in your stunt because you've unleashed Sarah Lohman. Ha ha, sir. And you know what? We've got amazing moms in our state legislature that are advocating for exactly these things. You know, more than half of our state legislature is women. More than half of those women are moms. And hopefully we're going to have state option health care here in a couple years, too. But of course, there's already a lawsuit preventing that. So I would love to see this guy anti-abortion Spider-Man or pro-life Spider-Man, whatever the hell his name is. Maybe you should get his ass up into the legislature and actually do some good for the state the end the end sphere drop all right i gotta ask you andrew not to comment on sarah because i i support my co-host 100 but what was your what was your hot take when you you know woke up in the morning to see uh a gentleman walking on the sphere yeah i mean it was it was shocking and strange and it's really odd because it's not until you learn the reasoning behind why he's climbing the sphere that it gets this kind of icky context mm-hmm. to it. And totally. I don't know whether it's fortunate or unfortunate that you know we're talking about that, that he is triggering the public to talk about abortion. But I think the you know in, in my mind all the headlines should be rewritten. Man climbs the sphere to you know force unhoused woman to give birth. Yep. Yikes. 
See, I'm trying to I'm trying to veer away from the more political speech, not because I don't think it's important, but yeah. uh, no, no, and I appreciate it, and I want that. I mean, that's what this podcast yeah. is really that's at its heart all about. That is right, but, I mean, it does, but, it, but, yeah. but the climbing up part to me is just you know, look, he he's been arrested, and his cohorts have all been arrested too, and they've all been charged with like destroying the public property or damaging the sphere to whatever extent they did, or you know, endangering people's lives with their drones to to film it and all this other stuff right, that was going right. on. Good points. Yeah, uh, good points. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really crazy that he could even get up there and, and that yeah. these public stunts happen. I, I guess I want to just shift gears for a second. I, I mean, putting aside the fact that people probably shouldn't be scaling buildings like this for, for any reason, that it is inherently dangerous. Kids don't do this at home. And also just weird. Let me just flip the script a little bit. Is there a cause that you would scale the sphere for? Yes, there are three. And oh, you have three. three straight up. I have three. Yeah, these okay. are the things that I would scale the sphere for in this order. One, to bring attention to abortion rights. <laughs> two, two, to yes. challenge Bono of U2 atop the sphere mm. in an epic melee combat, like with uh, cool Mad Max weapons. Uh, not to raise money for anything, but just to destroy Bono and U2. Mm-hmm. And then wow. three, of course, I would scale the sphere for... A Klondike bar. Is that still a thing? No. Yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, here's your treat. All right, Sarah, what would you, what would, beyond a Klondike bar, what would yeah. you scale the sphere for? Uh, you know, I actually don't like Klondike bars that much. First controversial opinion. Second controversial opinion, I actually think out of the three of us, Andrew does have the best chance of scaling the sphere. He is the yes, lankiest. Clearly. Uh, yes. You, David, you and I are a little bit like challenged as far as our stature, and he's got those long arms. I think he could get up there. I think he's got I would have wire airlifted. I'd have to wire. be wire lifted like uh, <laughs> Steve Wynn was uh, yeah. in the original commercials for the Wynn. They'd have to yeah. put me up there with harnesses and whatnot. I'm just not motivated enough. I'd sit down halfway through and just wait to get arrested. But here's what I would climb to the top for to uh, protest the price of tickets to get inside the sphere. I would climb the sphere to bring (laughs) down ticket prices. All right. And I'm going to go on that theme. I I would climb the sphere to protest light pollution. Oh, yeah. Because no one's talking about the light pollution that this particular one creates. Uh, And also, I would try to coordinate maybe with the sphere uh, to... uh, Help me with my fight uh, against testicular cancer by putting up some balls on oh, the sphere or nice. making the sphere into the a giant uh, nut. I was so also that... laughing at Layla, who I do wish would sometimes just chime in because she says, yeah, that big SpongeBob is very bright. Very so bright. So she agrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Vegas is light bright. pollution incarnate, though. So it's, I know, but you, like, you know... I mean, at some point you reach the super saturation that we just don't have stars anymore. And, you know, I think even with light pollution, we're not just talking about the skies, but all those uh, uh, people who have to live in that housing that's over there off of uh, the Twain and the former Swenson yeah. are probably They're getting all day sleepers that every now. night. Like, you know, and I don't know that Siegel Suites or whoever else is, you know, distributing blackout curtains for everybody. Right. So that's kind of Fair. shitty, especially yeah. if people have to work in the morning, whatever. Siegel Suites doesn't seem to be distributing good housing. So, ouch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm going to go up there. Uh, light pollution and testicular cancer. <laughs> These are my causes to scale the sphere. I can't wait. Oh, boy. Well, we all can right. definitely all sneak into fish now, now that we know that a man could scale the, the sphere. So, yeah. Do we I, punch I, a I hole mean, through the top and then yeah. just drop I saw down from the ceiling? Just repel in. Cat burglar you know, in. 
our, our, our sometimes guest, Vital Vegas, the social media maven, said we should just electrify the out the exterior of the sphere. Is that a little Draconian. too much? Or how, how do you keep people off the sphere? Now, yeah, there's going to be copycats. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, now that we know it can be done. Like, my first reaction yeah. was like, oh, you can climb the sphere, you know? Again, not that I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, if it's electrified, at least you could you could smell when someone's you know trying to scale it. So, oh my that's, god, you know, sizzling aroma. And let's not forget, Vegas is filled with pro climbers. I mean, Red Rock is an international destination. I I would imagine to some, Sphere would just be a, a walk in the park. Well, when I first saw it pop on my social media, I just rolled my eyes because I also feel like uh, maybe this is a challenge to the world. Like, we ain't going to see any women climbing the sphere. We just have better things to do. It's it's all it's going to be men. Well, there is our Friday News Roundup. <laughs> and hey, hearts go out to everyone up in the mountains, especially Mount Charleston mm-hmm. Center. They're just getting hit with snow. So y'all be careful who live up there. And especially if you want to go up there, uh, exercise extreme caution. Uh, Sarah, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on this week's Friday News Roundup. Thank you. You know what, David? I liked it so much. I'll be back next week. Fantastic. I'm going to try to be here too. Andrew, uh, we'll see you in a little bit. See you next month. Yeah, Yeah. see you next month. And before you go, everyone, the Las Vegas Weekly, one of our favorite publications, has finally added a best podcast category to their annual awards. So please go vote for us. It really matters. Plus, every time you vote for CityCast Las Vegas, a kitten gets its wings. Something like that. Anyway, head on over to LasVegasWeekly.com. We'll put that link in our show notes, too. And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our producers this week are Sonia Cho Swanson, Layla Mohammed, and Natalie Rivera. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets, and our hosts are Sarah Lohman and me, David Figler. Music is by OG Moose, Epidemic Sound, and All the Kimonos. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the new movie, The Southern Paiute People. If you enjoyed the show, ah, you know what you could do. Tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, go vote for us in the Las Vegas Weekly Best Of, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. First of all, I wish that our listeners could have seen your little walking out in their jersey shimmy that you gave. Andrew yeah, it was and a good I. shimmy. And second of all, our producer just wrote a note that says, please laugh at Andrew's jokes. Oh, they're so, funny. So sorry, Andrew. Except the, except the shortstop pun. <laughs> no? Okay. Was oh that foul? <laughs>